Blog Talk Radio.
Microphone on. All right, we're ready to rock. Here we go. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You are looking to Keep It Magic Radio. 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 Are you ready to make some magic? Jackie and Storm are putting the pieces together for you. Find out what planets are changing the game and how to harness that energy. Get the latest metaphysical perspective on hot topics. Learn how to make magic work for you. Nothing is too hot or personal for Jackie and Storm to handle. Visit our website weekly for articles, updates, and the latest information to transform your life at www.keepitmagic.com. Now here is Jackie Smith and Storm Festivani. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Storm Festivani, and of course, you're listening to Keep It Magic. It is October the 9th, 2012, and of course, I am here with my co-hostess of the mostest, Miss Jacqueline Smith, of course, of the, I love that Jacqueline, it's so glamorous, um, of CoventryCreations.com, who is also the sponsor of our show. Uh, if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that is, um, whether that those problems are involve your relationships, whether it's money problems, whether it's you need to find a job, whether you need to break old habits or old patterns, um, we have a candle definitely for that. So make sure that you cruise over to CoventryCreations.com. It is through your patronage of Coventry Creations that we are able to stay on the air. To reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to CoventryCreations.com. Fan us up on Facebook at Keepin. It Magic, that's without a G. And also you can follow us on Twitter at, at Keep It Magic. That's at Keep It Magic. And my website, of course, is StormFestivani.com. Um, Jackie, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I have a, We both have a great show um, planned for today. We've got some hot topics we're going to discuss. We've just got a lot of things that are on the menu. Plus, we're going to talk about the difference between channeling and mediumship. We're going to do a little Akashic Record stuff. i got a whole lot of stuff planned here. But first, I have a stupid question that I need you to answer for me. Am I allowed to talk now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have a stupid question. I mean, <laughs> okay, so I have a stupid answer. Go ahead. Okay. You know those little charcoal things that are maybe like 10 millimeters wide. Uh-huh. Okay, how do you use those? Um, well, you would use that for lucent sensor resins like um, frankincense or myrrh. Yeah. Or copal or something like that. Or the lucent sense, which usually, they're usually a blend of, say, um, a um, uh, wood shape, wood uh, sawdust with fragrance and color and, and different herbs mixed in with it. And then you would put it on top of the burning charcoal. What you do is you want to you want to use tongs, not your fingers. I always cheat. I frequently cheat. Use my fingers, and I've learned the hard way. I'm going to use charcoal briquettes. I'm going to use tongs. You light one end. You keep the flame on it until it starts to spark. Uh-huh. And then you stick it in your incense burner, and then you watch it until it gets orange, like a um, charcoal from you know when you're barbecuing outside. Uh huh. When it's when it's fiery and orange, you're ready, and then you just put your incense on top of it, and poof, there it goes. Um, it starts to burn. Now, there's a couple ways you can use it, too. You could actually, instead of putting your incense or your resin right on the charcoal and have it burn, uh-huh. 
Mm-hmm. You could put a piece of aluminum foil on top of the hot charcoal, put your incense or resin in there, and then it starts to melt and release its fragrance, and it fra- its fragrance is subtly different too. And then you know, put then put it in the charcoal, and then it'll burn. Um, yeah, you know, Hilda in the chat room is. I know that's not Hilda. Yeah, that is Hilda. Um, in the chat room is basically stating that she has the dangest time keeping her charcoal lit. And that, let me tell you what the Schmendrake did. Hmm. So that, so I, I did the lighting like you said, but I immediately I didn't let it change all of its color. Right. And then I immediately put the herbs on it. Right. And then it didn't want to light anymore. Right. You 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 snuffed it out basically. Put too much too much on it. Now, the other thing you can do is blow on it as it's kind of like um, when you're lighting an incense stick um, and you have to blow on the end or a smudge stick you're blowing on the end to gently blowing on it to encourage the embers to burn. Uh-huh. Um, it staying lit, um, is a, that means kind of it's a dud or start um, turn it to another side and light a different side because there's um accelerator in there. So so if that accelerator isn't a good um, blend in that one spot, you try and light a different spot. Yeah. You see, everybody in the chat room is having problems with the same thing. So maybe my question was not that stupid after all. <laughs> no, not at all. And it's kind of, it can be kind of a pain in the ass. There's some incense rolls that are better than others. We, um, at Candlewick Shop, we carry it, and I think we're out right now, but um, we have stopped carrying certain kinds and started carrying other kinds. But it's kind of hit or miss. Um, don't don't check out the whole roll, you know. Get a different piece. Um, so. Okay, good. Because what I did is I bought this. And I'm so cheap, I break them in half. You are. Uh huh. I'll, oh I'll take it and I'll break it in half, um, and use half of it because I only have so much incense that I need burnt. Well, I use see, I, I'll use charcoal for an effect, a moment. Um, like you have an incense stick and it takes an hour to burn, so you're burning long-term incense. It's there to to set a mood. Incense is um, short-lived, mm-hmm. whereas like if you diffuse oils, it's much longer. The scent is longer-lived, and then the candle is even longer than that. So if, um, when I'm using charcoal, it's because I really specifically want to bring something into the um, energetic working that I'm doing. I use it for magical purposes. I don't use it for effect in the room because it gets too smoky. I do it for pretty much the um, uh, the same uh, reason that you're using it for. For example, I don't like to mix, mix my magics. Mm-hmm. So if I have been doing um, uh, self-improvement work, okay, um, and then I want to move to maybe burning like a querent collar, I want to clean the energy out of the self-improvement work. For, so I'm working with clean energy. So I will sometimes burn a little bit of sage. Now, for me, because of the fact that we know that I tend to lose my voice a lot, um, the regular incense, some of them are extremely strong. And therefore, you know, if I'm burning them, it, you know, it's just my ingesting that, you know, for hours, usually while I'm talking. Um, and uh, basically with a little charcoal brisket, when I thought, bri- yeah, brisket, whatever, uh, brisket, yeah, um, brisket, you know, that's something that has you know, mm, a lot of fat, you know, and, <laughs> the Jew is coming out of me here. <laughs> um, so basically, you know, you, you light it up and then basically I could limit the amount of incense I'm putting on it, right. um, which would be you know, better for me, but I like to clean that energy as I'm shifting spell work. 
And it's you try putting um, a piece of aluminum foil on it and just put the incense or the resin on that. And it works best with resin. Um, it changes it. It's really cool. It's oh, interesting. Uh huh. Because um, sometimes it's too smoky. So it still burns some because it's still hot, but it just gives that little extra layer and it, it'll melt and and. Yeah. But one thing that's very, very important that I want to say is do not use um, a barbecue briquette inside. It's a different accelerant. Yeah. It's toxic inside. It it gets it hotter. See, actually what you're going to put in your bar- barbecue gets even hotter than the one that you're using for your incense. Uh, yeah, you definitely don't want to do that. I love using the incense or the, actually more of the resin on the briquette, a, a little piece of charcoal, it's kind of similar to what you do. I really want to set a tone. Yeah. Um, I, if I'm going to do some deep introspective work or I really want to set a mood or sometimes as I'm going through a ritual, I'll add it right at the right time. So having the charcoal ready to go, and you, you have to, it's kind of like, remember back in the day when all we had was the charcoal and we're starting our barbecue and, it, you know, your dad would be taking forever and, like, yeah. blowing on it and waving the fan over to get it going. It's similar to that. It's similar to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I like that particular energy shift. I tend to, um, depending, for example, if I've done been doing some It Sucks to Be You, which I do every once in a while, um, <laughs> I really want to clean that energy out after I use it. So I not only do incense, but I will do, like, a sacred space can <laughs> as well. You know, make sure it's all cleaned out. You know? <laughs> I'll give you one more what? fun thing to cleanse an area between workings. Roll a coconut. Roll a coconut around it. It'll pick up any of the extra stuff. Um, a coconut? Yep, a coconut is one of the cleansing. The, one of the cleansings that I've, I got from Santeria was really sweeping a coconut through the room as well as shotgunning um, tobacco. You could use. You could just do get a cigar and shotgun tobacco, and it'll take everything and lift it up, any of the extra energy. The other thing that works, so, so when we're doing a big house cleansing in Santeria, we'll use a coconut, a cigar, and white flowers that are dipped in Florida water. So first you start with a cigar to loosen everything up. Mm-hmm. So the smoke is going to start pulling all of this. The tobacco is going to start attracting and pulling this all this energy out of the corners. You roll the coconut around to pick it all up, and then you um, have a bowl with Florida water, you know, you know, a couple of drops of Florida water in regular water. You dip the white flowers in there, and you um, asperge the room with it. Oh my God, does that work? When you get, especially when you need to get out some nasties or something yeah. like that, is when you're moving into a new place. It's amazing. It really takes the old tenants' energy out. Yeah, definitely. So, and sometimes, actually, here's an interesting thing. When I moved into my house and I did some divining work to see um, oracle work to see if I what I wanted to do, what needed to be cleared, what the energy was. It was there was such good home and protection and love energy in the house from the former owner, it said don't clear it. Oh, interesting. She fell in love with her, with the husband that she was, the man that she had moved in with and was going to marry. She fell in love in that house. She, um, she's an artist, so she lovingly painted all the walls. Mm -hmm. This was her home and her sanctuary during some really difficult times. I didn't clear it. How about that? Oh, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. amazing. Now, you were going to tell me something funny, but you told me I had to wait. 
<laughs> well, as you know, and, and I was talking about it on the radio last week, I joined Weight Watchers because I, mm-hmm. finally, I finally admitted that I can't do this on my own. Because doing this on my own, I can lose 20, 40 pounds, and then I go, oh, that's enough, and then I put it right back on. Life's too difficult, you know, all those whines. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I need a system. I work really well within systems rather than free form. Because if I can, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm just not going to make that choice today, and if I don't have any accountability, it's like, oh, we'll just do it again tomorrow. So it was good. I I lost um, almost four pounds in nice. the first week. That's pretty good. So I went to the Weight Watchers meeting last night. It was good. It's really, um, it's good. It's encouragement. It's the whole thing. I highly recommend the the meetings at this point just because you don't feel alone. And there's the things that you need to hear repeated to you all the time, even though you already know it. So this morning I'm getting ready to take my daughter to school. And I'm thinking, well, I'm, it's Tuesday morning breakfast with the gals. The Motor City Magnolia. The Motor City Magnolia. Oh, they love that. They thought that was hilarious when I told them. And I'm thinking, okay, let's pre-plan my breakfast so that when I get there I know what I'm going to do versus, um, you know, making that decision, that pressure, and potentially making the wrong one because I'm looking at the menu and they've got, you know, latkes there with sour cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And as I'm walking up the stairs, I literally have a moment where I stop and I go, what? Because in my head, that tape started playing, okay, now that we have had that we have that week out of the way, let's get back to normal. <laughs> oh, my God. And I heard it. I heard it in my head. Because I've been doing a lot of work around this. I've been doing a lot of Akashic Record work. Yeah. And, and um, going into the Akashic Records and finding out what that seed level is, not only what that seed level is, but what all the sabotages and all the issues and all the unworthiness stuff along the way. And I know that this journey, it's, it's been 44 years that I've been on this journey. I'm not going to hook it up in a, in a two-hour session, right? Yeah. So um, I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm understanding I've got to peel away the layers and I have to be gentle with myself. But I literally heard that in my head this morning, and I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, oh, so now I only get a week? I used to get like a month. <laughs> so, so I just, I laughed, and I said, get get behind me, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> um, so uh, and I heard it, so I was, really, I was really happy that I heard it, and I laughed. And I said, I said, how about we revisit this in a month or so? How about a year? We'll revisit this in a year. <laughs> When you have those washboard abs. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Sure, I can yeah. go for some washboard abs. Yeah, you see, we get you we get you down, Jackie, another few pounds, and then we throw insanity on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm um uh getting um one of the things I learned in, in Weight Watchers last night is they said, Okay, so you're planning out your week in what you're gonna eat in, and look for Times where where could be potential trouble and plan for it. Like I have a party. Um, I oh I'm going to see Adam Ant on Thursday, which I'm really excited about. He's still alive. <laughs> he is. That was the first concert I ever went to. Adam Ant. Yep. So I'm totally into going to see him again. He's going to be old, and it's going to be hilarious, and I'm going to love it. And um, that would be like going to go see Devo. Oh, or Duran Duran, which I did go see. Oh. In the past couple of years, I did go. Well, isn't Duran Duran actually a little bit more recent than Adam and Ian's? 
Adamant, no. Same time. Oh, okay. Same time frame. So um, they said, you know, plan stuff out. And, and they go, and so also plan your workouts. Mm-hmm. Plan when you're going to do it. And I went, oh. So I started thinking about this going, I could say, well, today I'm going to do a little insanity. And, and I don't have to do the whole DVD. I can do the piece yeah. that works for me. I can do belly dancing this day. I can um, get the Zumba stuff out and do that. So I can I can choose. You can switch it up. I can switch up, but I can say, oh, I'm going to do, um, so it's something I look forward to. Oh, I'm going to do, because cause I started saying that, because mor- on Tuesday mornings I don't have time for this, but, um, oh, I'm going to pull out that belly dancing DVD and do my favorite part. Tuesday is my day off from working out. I have one day off that I don't work out at all. So Tuesday is my one day. Mm. I need that I need that time, basically, to prepare for the show. <laughs> It's a lot of work. We're We're intense. There's so much we talk about. Let me tell you. But I just, I just wanted to talk about the this on the air, saying, you know, yes, you you set a new path and you you get um, you get excited about it. Whether it's I'm going to be um, I'm going to work on my spirituality or looking for a new job or um, you set your intent on what you're what you're going towards. spending more time with the kids, whatever, whatever. And you will come up against that spiritual habit. And you'll come up, just like, you know, it takes that that whole three days, seven days, 21 days, you know, three months, all those different markers in time, and, and that's okay. Yeah. Because um, I, I'm not, I, I'm going for a different lifestyle where I'm not, um, I'm not shutting myself down with food. And, and so that's that's my process. I'm I'm not, and we talked about this on the air and and personally, um, I'm I'm really happy with who I am. Yeah. I'm happy with everything that that's Jackie. When I really think about it, the only thing that I'm not 100% satisfied with is that my ass is a little big for the airplane seats. And, um, <laughs> and but I'm not out to become. Um, a perfect size 6 or even a size 10 or let me tell you even a size 12 I just want to be a little bit more comfortable in my skin because I'm past the point of comfort and I, I, I do firmly believe having been a size 10 having been a size 12 and um, having been really sick and miserable during those times in my life I think that we we all have um, different sizes and different ideals of perfection well and I shouldn't say ideals of perfection different appropriate levels of body type for mm-hmm. ourselves and this ideal of perfection that people have that um i i'm so scared for these girls that i see in high school that are size zeros and concerned that their ass is too big or their thighs are too big mm-hmm. um i'm very scared for them because that is actually not a healthy size with how big we are as people when I look at a girl and and she doesn't have, girl, women are supposed to have a little bit of a belly, honest to God, because we're we're childbearing. Mm-hmm. We have to have a layer of we're supposed to have a layer of fat on us to help insulate us to help to keep us healthy. When we don't have that layer of fat, what happens is that we are um, I forget I lost it I lost that piece of information I looked up earlier today. 
is that that little bit of layer of fat helps keep our brain going. Yeah. Um, with the way our chemistry is, that's what it was. It's like we need that for our brain, for our higher functions, um, for our logic, for our reasoning, for our multitasking, all these different things that women have to do because we raise children. Um, um, and it's more important to us. So I get very concerned um, about these, this unrealistic size. Mika Brzezinski, I could punch her right in the throat sometimes. <laughs> on, an, on Morning Joe and really bitching about, I mean, she is an, an unreasonably thin woman. Mm-hmm. When you sit down, you're supposed to have a little fat roll, I swear to God. You're supposed to. When you look at pictures of women sitting, um, you know, who were really physically fit or whatever, there would be that little bit of roll, you know, right there at the waistline. It's supposed to be there because when you stand up, you stretch a little. Yeah. Well, Mika, her biggest problem is that she just needs a nap and a cheeseburger. Mm -hmm. And then I think that Mika would be fine. I named one of my cats after her. Did you really? Yeah. My cat Mika. Yeah, the one that just... Who passed away recently? No, Rex passed away. Rex, Rex passed away. I don't know. I'm confusing them. You have too Rex many. I haven't met him. He went. He went on to. He went on to the great cat place in the sky. We're going to do something a little bit different. Um, Jackie, we're going to take a break right now, a little bit earlier. On the other I'm side, sorry, I ranted a little bit. No, that's okay. On the other, and one of the things that I do want to say is that Jackie and I, for the next four weeks, will still continue our discussion in regards to the spirit world in our month of Samhain, Halloween. Um, so if we don't get to something during this particular show, because we're going to talk about something really significant on the other side of the break, Jackie and I will cover everything that needs to be covered during this particular month. But we're going to go and take a break. Um, you're listening to Keep It Magic. Our website, of course, is www.keepitmagic.com. So cruise on over there and check it out. We have a lot of articles, and Jackie has some stuff that's going to go up there later today. But right now, we're going to listen to a little Chris Renee and I'm going to dedicate this to who we're going to be talking about after the other side of the break, who her name is Jennifer Livingston. So here's to you, Jen. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Open up my mind with these spoken words. Let this music heal like an overture. She's the only one, one, one. Living life with loved ones close to me This is the remedy And I got the recipe I don't need no energy Yeah, been nine months now Haven't had a drink and I'm starting to see clear now I'm putting all my fears down I can hear the cheers now Seeing peace signs when I look around Brothers and sisters, from where we get along. Open up your eyes, look around. Homie, can you see how it's going down? Brothers locked up, sisters knocked up. If you want to build your love up, put your hate down. Ooh, that's the only way to live. T- t- turn the negatives to positive. It's gonna be alright by 
my molly says, what's the dumb shit? Keep it moving, that's what time it is. Hey, young homie, what you tripping on? Looking at life like, how did I get it wrong? Life's too short, gotta live it long. To my brothers and sisters from where we get along. Hey, young homie, what you tripping on? Looking at life like, how did I get it wrong? Life's too short, gotta live it long. To my brothers and sisters from where we get along. Give peace to the war in the streets. Give peace to the evil that creeps. Yeah, uh, I just rise with my head to the sky. Live life like I'm never gonna die. Yeah, uh, see many fighting and fussing over nothing. So much destruction. Looking at puppets combusting like nothing. Now listen, it takes education to change your reputation. From bad to good to getting better, now you're elevating. They be singing, family singing, everybody's chilling. Yeah. Not gonna stop this, living on a feeling. Man, this is the real thing. Tell me, can you feel me? Wait till they drop this, dancing on the ceiling. Hey, young homie, what you tripping on? Ah, what you really tripping on? Life's too short, gotta live it long. Till my brothers and sisters from where we get along. Hey, young homie, what you Looking at life like how did I get it wrong? A life too short, gotta live it long. To my brothers and sisters from where we get along. Welcome back to Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestabani, and it is 4.30 in the afternoon here on the East Coast. Uh, check out our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com, where we have all of the products for your magical needs so that you can just light up your life in any way that you want to. So, um, Jackie, do you know who Jennifer Livingston is? I did. You did show me. Uh, you introduced me to who she is. Not in, her in general, but who she is. Um, she's a pretty interesting story because this is, I think, one of the first times that I've really seen anything of this particular nature really go viral. But I really think that, first of all, I think that as a people, we don't even know what the definition of the word bullying is. Mm-hmm. And number two. Uh, I think that her her husband actually coming out in super support of her and stirring up a particular community in support of her, mm-hmm. I think is kind of awe-inspiring. Right. Um, and I was very much inspired by what happened. If people do not know, Jennifer Livingston is a news anchor from uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, and uh, she basically received a letter. I'm going to let her talk about it herself because I don't, I don't think that I can do it justice. But we're going to play uh, about a four-minute sound bite for you guys, and Jackie and I will be back on the other side of it. I want to take a moment to address a situation that has become a talking point in this community over the past weekend, especially on Facebook, that centers around me. On Friday, I received the following email from a lacrosse man with the subject line, Community Responsibility, and it reads as follows. Hi, Jennifer. It's unusual that I see your morning show, but I did so for a very short time today. I was surprised indeed to witness that your physical condition hasn't improved for many years. 
Surely you don't consider yourself a suitable example for this community's young people, girls in particular. Obesity is one of the worst choices a person can make and one of the most dangerous habits to maintain. I leave you this note hoping that you'll reconsider your responsibility as a local public personality to present and promote a healthy lifestyle. Now, those of us in the media, we get a healthy dose of critiques from our viewers throughout the year, and we realize that it comes with having a job in the public eye. But this email was more than that. While I tried my best to laugh off the very hurtful attack on my appearance, my colleagues could not do the same, especially my husband, our 6 and 10 anchor, Mike Thompson. Mike posted this email on his WKBT Facebook page, and what happened next has been truly inspiring. Hundreds and hundreds of people have taken the time out of their day to not only lift my spirits, but take a stand that attacks like this are not okay. Now, we're going to have more on that in just a second, but first, the truth is, I am overweight. You could call me fat, and yes, even obese on a doctor's chart. But to the person who wrote me that letter, do you think I don't know that? That your cruel words are pointing out something that I don't see? You don't know me. You are not a friend of mine. You are not a part of my family, and you have admitted that you don't watch this show. So you know nothing about me but what you see on the outside. And I am much more than a number on a scale. And here is where I want all of us to learn something from this. If you didn't already know, October is National Anti-Bullying Month, and this is a problem that is growing every day in our schools and on the Internet. It is a major issue in the lives of young people today, and as the mother of three young girls, it scares me to death. Now, I am a grown woman, and luckily for me, I have a very thick skin, literally, as that email pointed out, and otherwise. And that man's words mean nothing to me. But what really angers me about this is there are children who don't know better, who get emails as critical as the one I received, or in many cases even worse, each and every day. The Internet has become a weapon. Our schools have become a battleground. And this behavior is learned. It is passed down from people like the man who wrote me that email. If you are at home and you are talking about the fat news lady, guess what? Your children are probably going to go to school and call someone fat. We need to teach our kids how to be kind, not critical, and we need to do that by example. So many of you have come to my defense over the past four days. I am literally overwhelmed by your words. To my colleagues and my friends from today and from years ago, my family, my amazing husband, and so many of you out there that I will probably never have the opportunity to meet, I will never be able to thank you enough for your words of support and for taking a stand against this bully. We are better than that email. We are better than the bullies that would try to take us down. And I leave you with this. To all of the children out there who feel lost, who are struggling with your weight, with the color of your skin, your sexual preference, your disability, even the acne on your face, listen to me right now. Do not let your self-worth be defined by bullies. Learn from my experience that the cruel words of one are nothing compared to the shouts of many. We'll be right back. And we are back. And also what happened, Jackie, is that, of course, Jennifer went, went viral um, mm -hmm. on the Internet. 
and especially in her community in La Crosse, Wisconsin. And she ended up appearing on the Today Show, um, and she reiterated that the reason that she was going public with this was to draw attention to Internet bullying for children. Now, Today Show host Savannah Guthrie um, read a statement from the guy um, who wrote the letter, whose name is Kenneth Krause, that's K-R-A-U-S-E, Kenneth Krause, um, he's the guy who sent the original email, and basically he said in a letter, considering Jennifer's fortuitous position in the community, I hope she will take advantage of a rare and golden opportunity to influence the health and psychological well-being of the Cooley region children by transforming herself for all her viewers to see over the next year. And to that end, I would be absolutely pleased to offer Jennifer any advice, <laughs> any advice, any advice to support she would be willing to accept. So he's willing to offer her advice and support and do all of these things for poor, overweight Jennifer, who he sees in this negative way. Now, the good thing here is is that he did take out the name calling with this one. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and say that Krause's concern is more offensive than his original email to me. Yes. Now, Livingston, of course, kindly pointed out that the man who emailed her probably meant well, but his approach was totally inappropriate. And she also stated that as a mom, she wants her three children, um, who she talks about bullying with, uh, to see her standing up for herself. Now, this was an issue that I wanted to discuss with you, Jackie, because one of the things that I think that we don't understand is what the term bullying means. And according to... Deanna Olwes, that's O-L-W-E-U-S, who is a researcher on bullying. Mm -hmm. Basically what he says is that it is exposed repeatedly and over time to negative actions on the part of one person or other persons. And he further says, when a person intentionally inflicts injury or discomfort, or discomfort, let me say it one more time, or discomfort upon another person through physical contact, through words, or in many other ways. And I think that there are a lot of people, um, Jackie, that bully, and they don't even know that they're bullying. Right. You know, when you, um, uh, when an individual comes clean about something or that they um, confess something and that you continue to attack them in regards to it, that, in my opinion, has moved into what is called bullying. Um, they already are going through a particular element of shame. They're already, you know, it's, it's like, you know, Jackie, you have stated on the show that you're overweight. I have stated, you know, that this year I'm going to work on approval addiction. For people to um, attack you in regards to your weight or to state something in regards to your weight to me, would be bullying. Yes. Um, you know, here's the here's the thing. I just want to make one comment that that the milkaholic who sent this letter to her said the choice of being overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, that judgment. I, I don't know any any person who's overweight that says, "Oh yeah, I'd rather be doing this than." <laughs> I'd rather be this body type, which is uncomfortable and I can't move, and da da da, than one that's healthy. Never, I've never met anyone who would who would choose that. Now, there's usually all kinds of things behind it and underneath it, but so is there with a bully. And and I'm not excusing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not excusing it. What I'm doing is I'm pushing buttons to say it's time to take a look at yourself because we all do bully. 
we don't realize that we bully. Um, Storm and I had you. It was last year. We've been mm-hmm. when we first started Keep It Magic Radio last year, so it's a year ago now. We um, were going through. You were going through um, your own issues of stuff yeah. similar to that. I um, was being pulled into it as well, and and I've been pulled into. People have tried to pull in, pull me into some stuff since then, and I've been bullied for for having uh, Coventry Creations, and I've um, I've been bullied plenty of times about this. Whether it's the spiritual path, the witchcraft part of it, the fact that I'm I'm a successful business, it it comes in all kinds of shapes and forms. But what you and I did last year is we had to take a good look at ourselves and say, do we bully? And what we discovered is as part of human nature, there are times when we do, um, when we judge other people, when we say, oh, that girl's got no friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and we make fun of them in our heads. Um, that That's the that's the seed of it. Um, when we judge, when you judge other people, because and you're judging other people because you are uncomfortable with who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, you're uncomfortable with your own choices, and you you're having a hard time living with your own choices. And um, and and it's really sad. Even this guy who wrote this letter, and I'm sure he feels very righteous, but he is not actually in righteousness. He is in judgment. And um and and so whether we are going through the drive-through and we decide we're going to be shitty to the person waiting on us because we're having a bad day or they're imperfect or their actions are causing us um, a little bit of discomfort in our own life, so we're going to make their life even more uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to be so, we've talked about this so many times, you get to be anonymous on the Internet. Yeah. Um, the person's not right in front of you. And so I personally have a rule, and, and I challenged other people to do the same thing. I've challenged my friends to do this, and, and we actually have, have supported each other in it. If I'm if I'm not going to say it to you to your face, I'm not going to type it in an email. Uh-huh. And um, um, which has gotten me to to do two things: be be aware of my words when I'm on the internet, and not just go off half cocked because I'm I'm jumping onto somebody else's bandwagon. And it's also taught me to speak more clearly and speak my opinion more clearly when I'm face to face. Yeah. So, um, and to be more honest with my feelings when I'm face to face. Um, but but bullying, we all do it, and we all validate each other's bullying by spending more time on the negative press than on the positive. We do have a, a comment in the chat room that I want to make a, a, a brief comment about. Um, my accessible life is basically stating that one comment to me isn't bullying, and I agree with that. There's many times that we post things in which. We disagree either with the way that the individual is acting or the way that the individual mm-hmm. is behaving or things of that particular nature. And I think that having an opinion is fine. Mm-hmm. If you then go and chase the inter- the individual around the Internet or, you know, that's all that you can do is post about this individual <laughs> on your Facebook page or, you, <laughs> or, or you know, you're, it's a concerted effort, basically. That is the point in which it becomes, um, in many ways, a bullying. And being in the public eye, you know, a lot of people think that when we take a role as um, being in the public eye, that it makes us in some way inhuman. And I will be the first person to say that not only does it make us still human, but in many ways more human because we have more scrutiny that is placed upon us than, you know, regular 
um, or, or ordinary individuals. And a lot of people believe that, you know, if you choose to be a radio show host or you choose to be a newscaster or you choose to own a candle company or you choose to be somebody that studies the spiritual tradition mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is, that you are now a role model. And I call BS on that. Okay. One comment to me with the with the intent behind it is bullying. Yeah. One comment to me is bullying because I've stood there. I had an ex-husband who I would weigh everything that I said and did based on how he could potentially bully me. Mm-hmm. I have not said stuff to employees. I've let some employees get away with crazy amounts of stuff because I was so afraid of how they were going to talk to me. So, yes, with a certain comments and certain energy and certain push. See, see, if we look at this on a spiritual level, there's a push behind bullying. Yeah. There is an energy. It's about control and power. Right. It's how it's said. So it's, it's about con- so when somebody's trying to control you or power over you, et cetera. Now, I'm sure um, Jennifer has gotten plenty of emails mm-hmm. um, calling her fat because yeah. she's on. I have a, um, I was interviewed by um, a local radio gal, radio, excuse me, television gal, Who's not on the, the channel anymore? But she's overweight, and she has. They have, as promos, she's like done, done a weight loss thing as promos, and then all of a sudden they're not doing it anymore and stuff like that. And she's not on the air anymore. She's only a fill-in. And um, her and I had a frank conversation with after the interview, and and she says, "Oh yeah, there's a lot of pressure, and her job is always on the line." And and I and I said I, I thanked her. I said thank you for validating me as as I think you're a beautiful human being. I think you're gorgeous on the air, and you validate me and you give me permission and the strength to be gorgeous. Now, I've been through times in my life. I have been bullied about my weight my entire life, and it started with my mother. Yeah. My mother bullied me about my weight. So it's something that um, I had to get a thick skin over, and I love the things that she said. I literally had to get a thick skin over. So all of these things are are really important that we take into consideration because Mm -hmm. when you decide to to tip in, to, to dig your fingers into the raw wound that you carry, that we carry to each other, that is your pain responding to their pain. Mm-hmm. And you're you're better than that. And I, I wrote an article, and it's so funny. It was on Kim last week, and for some reason the article's broken and it won't show up on keepitmagic.com. Mm-hmm. I find it hilarious to me. And I it's, the, doing this, putting this article, it wouldn't post. Um, and it's called Blessings to the Haters. Because when someone is being a hater on you, when somebody is pushing your buttons, when somebody is bullying you, it's because they're trying to steal your energy. Uh-huh. And here is the perfect example of that. There is someone who posted some stuff about me um, early August. It's not even up anymore because I looked. So don't go looking for it. But they were really inflammatory with the things that they said about me. And, and they're not... and and. Um, the things that they said about me are not true, and um, and it was really rude. And I had a moment where I was ready to call in all of my troops and flame them right back. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Somebody was saying some really crappy stuff about me, about my products, et cetera. It was really. It was. I had a moment of hurt, and then I I thought about this for a minute. I said, okay, how does this how does this work for search engines? 
how does this work for SEO, search engine optimization? If I link back to this post that this person did, that means that their search their their site goes up in search engine optimization for anything because they've linked back to them. So I link back to them, and then um, all the people that love me are going to go read this and become inflamed and then comment on their wall. So then they get more hits, which means they up their search engine optimization. And then that person puts even more stuff up for sale on their website. <laughs> I was about to say, and then they also sale. <laughs> and so I went, I, I, saw, I thought about this, and I saw this, and I went, I'm not even going to come. And I even waited a month until I posted this article so the people wouldn't search that other that other post. And that's fine. I mean, Yes, in one way she gets to say anything she wants to say and, and the other people who commented on it get to say anything that they want to say. And they went to my walls and they went to all kinds of... They went to many lengths to hurt me and to slam me and I wouldn't engage. Mm-hmm. I would not engage and um, and, it, and it pretty much dissipated. And yes, that was bullying. And yes, I was really upset by it and yes, my feelings were hurt. But I wasn't going to um, go there, and I, I had a long talk with my daughter about this. Because that's what happens in real life. Mm-hmm. When a bully gets their hooks into you, um, they are now feeding off of you. And then you go for support going, I'm not a bad person, I'm really not. So then you get an inpouring of support from, from your people, and they pull on that too. And they're not conscious of this, or maybe they are. But they're feeding off of you. They're absolutely 100% feeding off of you. That's the point. I feel so shitty about myself. My power structure, my connection with the divine is so weak mm-hmm. that I need to, to try and get the divine through you and, and, and feed off the support that you're getting. Because that's when we step out of our, our role as a human and try and step into our role as the ultimate God and I'm now going to punish you. Mm-hmm. And that's when you completely step away with your connect step away from your connection to the divine. It has been, I will tell you, um uh, uh you know, sometimes just getting into your own cup mm-hmm. can be one of the most hardest uh-huh. but most rewarding choices that you can make. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not reacting to um, unnecessary outside stimuli. And, you know, this goes back to what Jackie and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago during um, uh, our month on um, Teshuvah, mm-hmm. um, is that what evil tongue really is when you when you talk smack about somebody, okay? What it really is is that you are preventing other people from making a choice and or a decision um, about how they feel about something. Um, and... Uh, you, you know, I think that Jennifer basically stating is, you don't know me, you don't watch, you know, you don't watch, you admit that you don't watch my show. Right. Um, you admit all of these particular things. Why am I holding this much focus in your life? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is um, something that is important. My hat goes off to her. I mm-hmm. think that, um, uh, you know, her standing up to this particular bully um uh for her daughters is is uh, a great reason for her to do it but my um uh my hope is 
is that at at some point that and unfortunately Jackie with Saturn being um, uh, Saturn being in Scorpio right now and Pluto being in Capricorn, these two planets are in what is called mutual reception. And both of these planets have an enormous amount to do with power. So I think we're going to go through a two-and-a-half-year period where this may actually get a lot worse before it becomes better. And there's only – one of the things that I found interesting is that there's only a few states, a handful, that have any form of bullying laws on the books. I think – well, usually what we see – when you, what you've taught me in astrology mm-hmm. – is when there's a cycle that's going to stay hanging around for a while, like this two and a half years, um, which is, you said Saturn and... Pluto, yeah. Pluto. Saturn and what again? Saturn is in Scorpio and Pluto is in Capricorn. Okay. So with that power struggle, when we have... What you've taught me and you've shown me through history is when there's been this power struggle for a while, it's because we need to bring it out in the open. Yeah. And when we admit it and bring it out in the open and we come to a balance with it for ourselves, then this just becomes even more powerful for us. Absolutely. Absolutely, I agree. Um, we need to take a break real fast. Jackie and I... How did this hour go? Like, I don't know, but it went fast. <laughs> Jackie and I uh, will be back on the other side of the break to talk a little bit about channeling and magic and all that, tapping into higher spirits, uh, things of that nature. Next week, I may actually have to hold off talking about Hode and um, and Nitsok until next week, but Jackie and I will definitely get to it. Um, cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com if you have a problem in your life. No matter what that problem is, we have a channel for that, so please make sure that you pay patronage to Coventry Creations because they do help keep this show on the air. Here is a little Supernatural from Madonna.
and welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. Make sure to cruise on over to our sponsor's website, which is www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. It is currently 5 p.m. here on the East Coast. That means it's 2 p.m. on the West Coast and every single hour in between. Thank you for sticking with us for the next half hour. Um, I'm here, of course, with the lovely and glamorous Miss Jacqueline Smith. I love that. But that's what I'm going to call you from now on on the air, Jackie. Jacqueline. Jacqueline Smith? Yeah. There already is one. I know. No, that's Jacqueline. You're Jacqueline. <laughs> There's difference. True. It's called a Q and a U. <laughs> it's called the proper French. Yeah. You're proper the, French. Yeah, Jacqueline. Um, but, you know, one of the things that we are talking about this month in the month of October is spirit communication, and last week we talked about mediumship, and today we're going to talk a little bit about channeling. We may talk a little bit more about it next week because uh, Jennifer took a little bit more precedence because it was an important topic, but uh, Jackie, what, you know, do you consider what you do with the Akashic Records channeling? Hmm. I never phrased it that way. Um, but in, in some ways, okay, ch- to me channeling is when you open yourself up to divine information mm-hmm. and and communicate it out. Right? Yes. Um mediumship to me. Okay, so so what is channeling to you? Channeling to me is when you open yourself up to a larger uh energy that um, has some form of uh, divine or um, uh, universal truth. So there's a there's a um, typical response that people have to channeling, which means that I sit there as the querent and just and you just spew information out to me. Yeah. That it's you know Ramtha who will then talk to crowds and give them great divine ins- insight. Yeah. Um, that's that's the. That's the typical what people think is channeling, and I think that's why I never, I think that is why I never thought about what I do with the Akashic Records as channeling. But with what, with that definition of channeling, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, you know, which which is, yeah, I, I did a lot of thinking about that as I was laying in bed, <laughs> where I do all of my great thinking, by the way. Um, uh, but basically, I was thinking to, you know, I I trained in in channeling um, in uh, Los Angeles in the late in the late. 80s, uh, and, you know, during the whole of Shirley MacLaine, Kevin Ryerson, you know, it became very interesting, and I wanted, you know, I wanted to learn how to do it. Um, the interesting thing is that I could never do trans-channeling. Um, mm-hmm. For some reason, giving up my body and my space to something else, hell, not with my background. Girl, you know, hell. that is not, hell no. Hell to the no. Right. Um, but interestingly enough, what I was able to do over time and with, with enough practice is I was able to engage with a particular energy that had a particular name um, and that the energy would give me particular answers, whether it be to current events that were going on or whether it be past life information or whether it be um, schemes or plans of what the larger purpose of things uh, were and um the communication actually enhanced my natural clairaudience um, abilities uh, ma- mm-hmm. majorly. 
Um, but basically, you know, that's really what I wanted to do with it, is I really wanted to use channeling as more of a means, basically, to enhance the clairs that I already had. Um, you know, clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and clairempathic. Um, so one of the, uh, the the things that I was thinking about, Jackie, is really, and in essence, what you do, uh, you know, because I've worked with both you and Patty, okay? Um, uh, Patty, professionally, you, um, you know, just, our, our normal conversations. Um, uh, and what Ka- Patty did with me was very much channeling. True. We Both Patty and I have studied channeling as well. And I think studying that helps open you up. The goal of the, that study is to learn how to open wider and wider and trust the information that you're getting and understand the difference between getting a higher vibration um, of energy versus a lower vibration of someone else's ego or your own ego or, or um, not saying that your ego is a low, lowly being, but just just the higher vibration of divine information. Well, one of the things that when I was doing my my training, um, and by the way, if, if somebody wants a good book to get on channeling, the person that I studied with, her name is Sanaya Roman. It's S-O-N-A-Y-A. Um, her last name is Raman, R-O-M-A-N, um, and she has a book out that's called Opening to Channel, which I think is probably the best book on channeling on the market. And that's mine, too. We yeah. were just, I thought that's hilarious. this is both of our favorite book on channeling. Yeah, I think it is probably the best, and she has a lot. She channels a being called Oren. Um, and um, uh, Oren has written several, you know, all of her books she's written um, while she was channeling um, Oren, and she's got several of them. All of them are excellent, excellent books. Um, uh, But one of the things that we studied, Jackie, in regards to telling whether or not what you're channeling is a higher level energy or a lower level is that lower level energies seem to try to impress you. Um, they seem to have some form of, um, I don't know if you want to call it an egocentric type of center, but they would kind of come to you, Jackie, and then they would start telling you all of this stuff basically um, to uh, to get you to continue to utilize their services. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scary thing is, is that they would be very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but their energies were so egocentric because basically usually lower-level beings attempt to attach to you in a very dominant sort of way. Whereas um, with my main spirit guide, um, uh, she just kind of stays a little bit more distant, um, and she chimes usually um, uh, you know, when she wants to give me things. And eventually what I ended up doing is over time I have one main spirit guide, um, and then I ended up, when I started studying Kabbalah, I started um, getting this particular voice in the back of my head. At the time, I knew absolutely zero Hebrew at all, none, Zilch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started getting, you know, and in Kabbalah we do what is called scanning, where we run our eyes over the particular letters. Right. And this one time, Jackie, I was running my eyes over the particular letter, scanning it. And what? It, and at this time there was no English translation at all of the Zohar. But, um, I, and I was instantly able to know what these particular letters meant, and it kind of just freaked me out so bad. And then I was talking to my Kabbalah teacher, and I said, oh, my God, here was the thing, you know, that there was this dude, you know, he looked like this. And then, you know, my Kabbalah teacher said, oh, that's Rav Ashlag. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, okay, you know. <laughs> um, and basically, that there have been points in which, um, even though I do know Hebrew now, um, 
Well, enough to be dangerous. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can interpret things uh, <laughs> um, to Jackie when we're reading the Zohar, but uh, you know it's labored, but I can interpret it. Um, but basically, you know, what ended up happening, Jackie, is that when I would go through the have problems with a particular part in the Zohar, basically this energy would then start to explain it to me in a practical way where I could understand the particular energies. And I think that right now, if you've ever been interested in channeling, um, right now is a great time because we're in the Halloween season. Right. Now, Jackie, one of the things that I want to know from you is that, you know, both of us have gone through this particular training. Many people have not. How would you suggest for them candle magic-wise to get started in this process? Well, okay. So one of the biggest parts of this is building the relationship with the with the spirits that you're talking to, your guides that you channel. I think that's the biggest thing is and because people, what I have found when I work with folks, they expect to say, Oh, well, I'm calling on Blackhawk, so he's just going to be here. Uh-huh. Well, he may show up and say, who's calling my name? And then and then this is an opportunity for you to build a relationship. It's like uh-huh. some, you meet somebody awesome at a dinner party, and you go, oh, my God, I love hanging with you. And then you call him six months later, and they're like, who are you again? Yeah, what's your name? Yeah. So you have to build a relationship with that. So what I have is um, a few hints about... Finding them, because it's funny that you said that. Because uh, about the lower level and and understanding who's who's um what information you're getting through. Yeah. Is that when you're finding and meeting your guide for the first time? I have people do two things. First, light a sacred white sage candle, or a spiritual cleansing, or a sacred space candle, and it sets the stage for your higher vibration energy to come through and communicate with you your higher higher vibration energy guide versus like an inner saboteur or somebody who is connecting to your ego. Mm-hmm. And so you light the sage in the center of the room and you give a voice to your sabotaging thoughts and sweep them out of the room. And you do this in each direction. So you start in the east with the thoughts that um, keep you quiet and minimalized and invisible. Um, the bullying thoughts that tell you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so so you, you give voice to them. When you give voice to them, it, you understand how they feel. Yeah. And you can literally sweep that. If you decide to use a broom to do this at the same time, that's fine. Or you can just use your hands and arms. Then you go to the south, and you give voice to the thoughts that keep you angry, in judgment, that, that where you feel put upon and you keep the drama going. Um, so all of those things that were you judging yourself and judging others. You give voice to all of those sabotaging thoughts, and then you sweep them out to the south. And then the thoughts that keep you sad and depressed and unworthy, you sweep them out to the west. And then the um, the, the thoughts that keep you small in spirit, mm-hmm. you sweep them out to the north. And so now you've swept all these different sabotaging thoughts out, and you're left with a space that is welcoming to that higher vibration. There's nothing in its way. Now, couldn't you just roll a coconut also? You could, but, boy, when you can give voice to those sabotaging thoughts, um, you feel them. You feel the lower vibration of them. You feel the mm-hmm. trick. You feel the lie. So first you've connected with the lies and saying, I know all of it's like a It's like setting your lie detector. 
like calibrating your lie detector. Yeah. So now then you can invite in that higher energy. So now you would light the spirit guide, blessed herbal candle, and then allow, um, call to your guides, go go on a guided meditation, um, which you can easily do yourself where you just set it. I do them all the time. I'm going to go into the woods and I'm going to go meet my spirit guide or I'm going to walk through a, new, a busy New York street and I'm going to see the person. I'm going to see the energy that I need to connect with. Or, you know, whatever it is, it's the meditation you're going to take yourself through. And the biggest challenge you're going to have is being willing to listen to them, is 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 suspending your doubt, is suspending your resistance, and then just going into that. So you might have to practice this a couple times. Yeah. And then once you find them and you talk to them and you ask them questions and you get some answers, the first thing you want to do is ask... Um, for a sign, something that you'll get in your day-to-day life or you can hear in your head or you'll see somewhere. Like every time I see a bluebird, I know you're talking to me. Uh Or every time you hear a chime in your head, you know that there's something to pay attention to. So um, when you ask for that, sometimes that's all you're going to get. The first time I did this, that's all I got is when you see a feather in your path, pay attention because I'm working with you. And um, and then that's when you can start hearing them and working with them when you see it in your waking life. But but it's so interesting that you talk about finding the lower energies first uh-huh. and knowing what they, they look and feel like. Yeah, the um, the interesting thing through it is that, you know, and, and I was rather irritated through this whole process, but, you know, I've got so many fixed planets in my astrology chart, Jackie. I have one, two, three, four fixed planets in my chart, um, one of them being the sun, that um, it took me a lot longer to basically get out of my own way to do the channeling. And, you know, these people were doing their little meditations. They had, they had their spirit guides in 30 minutes. It took me four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> because I was just having that much of a difficulty um, letting go to uh, let that energy come in. And, uh, you know, basically over time it, ha- it it happened. But I think that activating that particular energy, and I do agree with you, you know, the the most challenging thing was not the initial contact. It was developing that particular relationship with that particular guide. Now, if you want to call that particular guide to you for meditation or, or time for communication, like you're going to get that charcoal going and throw some frankincense and myrrh on it mm-hmm. or some copal and, and talk to them, um, one, of the, one of the things that I do, and I've been taught this in several traditions, um, getting in your quiet frame of mind, I like lighting the amber moon candle. That amber essence opens up your psychic centers. Uh Also, the witch's brew candle does the same thing. So you relax, do your breathing and relaxing technique, and you verbally say their name three times. You mentally say their name three times, and then you knock three times. Uh And and it's not knocking. It's it's actually you're on the floor. You go ground. Uh And if you can use a stick or something that's going to make a bigger sound than just your foot will, uh, Uh they, they show up. They, and I've learned that in three different traditions. My favorite tool when I'm wanting to um, access uh, higher energies is I tend to use the spirit guide candle and um, spirit guide oil. Mm-hmm. And I will put spirit guide oil 
um, a little bit on my third eye, Jackie, and a little bit on my wrists. Um, where when I'm meditating, that creates a particular triangle. Mm-hmm. And of course, I imagine that particular triangle to be um, Keter Hokmandina. Okay. Um, and I begin to create a particular circuitry going on with with that particular energy, but that's how I do my meditation in regards to bringing in information from those guards. And believe me, most of the time I don't like what they say. Keter, Hokma, and Bina mm-hmm. are the top three yeah. spheres on the tree of life. So it's the the divine, and then the mother and the father gods. Yeah. For those who didn't know what the, the, that is, can I tell you a quick funny story about spirit guide? I actually usually take spirit guide candles with me when I'm doing a lot of readings, uh-huh. just to keep that connection open, so um, I don't have to work as hard, especially if I'm doing a party. Um, the first time I made that candle, the recipe was completely given to me. I I was saying, well, it's time to make a, a spirit guide candle, I think. And when I made the first 18 blessed herbal candles, it literally was, I think I need to make a candle for this. And then I would just go do it. So I said, I need to make a spirit guide candle. What would it need to be? And I was given the recipe, musk, peppermint. Uh I forget the two other things that are in there. Just make it. And I'm like, okay. So I made it. And then I took it to a store down the way the next day and said, well, this is the candle that they told me to make for spirit guide. And I thought I'd bring it in and we'll light it, see, see what you think. So we lit it. And the guy who, um, the husband and wife owned the store, so the guy was there running the store, and the wife was at her job. And all of a sudden we get a call from her going, what are you doing there? All of a sudden I am completely surrounded by Native American guides. (laughs) 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 What the hell is going on? And so so we we blew it out. But um, when I first was making that very first batch of candles with the Spirit Guide candles and, and um, I literally made it. That my my first candle pot was. It looked just like a cauldron. It wasn't as heavy, uh-huh. but it was really cool. So I'm, I had to stir the wax, and it's coming up to temperature. And I'm prepping the molds to pour. And I look over, and I can see in my physical eyes these shapes around the pot, looking in. And I swear to God, one of them had a pointy hat. But um, um, but they they were they were there. It's like they said, yep, this is the recipe we want. Well, it is one of my favorite candles, um, is the Spirit Guide um, candle. Um, One of the things that uh, uh, I also do when I am channeling is that I ended up being able to get strong enough, um, Jackie, with channeling, that I could then easily move into automatic writing. so I can make that initial connection. Um, and I also do a connection with my spirit guides. Um, after my workout, whenever I get done working out, I will then do um, send light through the tree Okay. of light. Now, I will tell you the strangest thing. I am addicted to Sirius XM. So I listen to Sirius's BPM, which is um, uh, beats per minute. <laughs> yeah, that's great for working yeah, it's, out. It's the, day, the dance channel uh, for working out. And I will tell you, the whole time it's fine, Jackie, but whenever I start running um, light through the tree, what will happen is is that I will then get static and it will start breaking up. <laughs> so all of this crazy stuff. But basically what I will do is I will pull that stuff in, um, 
and basically um, I will then begin to uh, to then be able to write um, based on what the particular spirit guide has given me. So oftentimes, you know, when I will be writing in my journal, it's just such a force of habit after you know twenty something years um, that I can write, and then the spirit guide will start answering me. <laughs> yep. So it's a fascinating thing. Um, Julie Deskin in the chat room is saying, I don't seem to get past the relaxation part of meditating to try to meet my spirit guides. Mm, should I use that controversial line that my, one of my teachers gave me? Go ahead. If you can masturbate, Julie, you can meditate. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a little focus. <laughs> you just needs a little focus. <laughs> uh, Julie, what I recommend is that you actually go find somebody who has a Meet Your Spirit Guides um, meditation CD. Mm-hmm. Sanaya does have some stuff. You can go to SanayaRoman.com. Yep. Um, and she does have uh, CDs that you can, or, and downloadable MP3s that you can uh, download in regards to helping you meet your uh, spirit guide. So when I, um, there's an expectation in meditation mm-hmm. and masturbation that there's, that there's a, um, an amazing thing that happens at, at the end. <laughs> <laughs> With both. <laughs> but um, meditation is not an amazing thing. Meditation is the antithesis of, of it. And in its practice, it's an amazing thing. So so when you can't get past the relaxation part of meditating, um, I fall asleep a lot, to be honest with you. And, and um, my good friend Heatherly, she, who... who teaches a lot of meditation class, she goes, sleeping is wonderful, but it's not meditation. So, so um, I'm start, you know, I do this short bits at a time, five, ten minutes at a time, and then sometimes I even get into 20 minutes just on my own, just being quiet and letting my brain settle. Um, and I always ask that um, my guides give me a sign. If I'm working on a new one, like, like Lobelia, which we're going to talk about her next week, mm-hmm. um, Lobelia is one of my one of my newer guides. She's not so new, but the, she, I know I know her new name. Um, I want to talk to her. Say, okay, when I when you really want to talk to me, do this. And I'm not telling you what it is because then you'll do it to me. But do this or have somebody say this to me. And um, and I know that that you're giving me a message. What they're saying is a message to me mm-hmm. because their guides talk to you anyway. You just have to suspend your logic to do that. Or pull a card. Pull a tarot card. Exactly. You can also channel through the tarot cards. You can ask what your higher guides or your guides want to reveal to you mm-hmm. at this particular point um, and do things from that perspective. You know You know, um, you know what deck is freaking amazing? I almost swore just freaking amazing is the deck of, what is it? Hang on, I gotta look at the name of it because there's so many decks with a similar name. It's not a tarot deck; it's an oracle, and you can get it through Tarot Garden. Mm-hmm. Deck of Shadows, because they're all one word. Brilliant. For you. Yeah. Um, for me. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Um, for Julie, I pulled um a tarot card actually and asked what is the reason um why she is having difficulty in regards to meditating and immediate you know, I pulled the knight of uh of cops. 
<laughs> um, and the Knight of Cups is a very much a Pisces type of energy. Okay, Julie, my suggestion is that you don't do it laying down. Well, I think Julie's already doing it. Wah, wah, wah. I oh. seriously think that Julie yeah. is already getting into states of meditation, and she's not... She doesn't believe that it's meditation. So you know those days when you're you're driving and you realize you've just you know driven 20 minutes and you're like, oh wait, what the hell just happened here? Or the times when you're just you're just sitting there, or you're you're sewing or cooking, and all this stuff comes to you. I very much need um, I very much need to have some outside influence. I need to keep my right brain busy. You know, my left brain busy. <laughs> Very much so. So, um, and also, uh, the card I pulled for you is dreams. It comes to you in your dreams quite a bit. Yeah, so, so that is another down. way that the, um, especially if you're having really strange, bizarre dreams, uh-huh. um, that can be the spirit guides that are communicating with you in many ways. And I suggest everybody write down all of their particular dreams if they can. And the way to get used to that also is to have a particular notebook and paper and pen next to you mm-hmm. in bed that helps to activate that energy in regards to remembering your dreams but there can be a lot of information in regards to uh, dreams and things of that nature and Jackie and I I'm sure down the road will do because I am pretty adept at dreams um, i got to share this one thing sure. I, was just, I was just given this weekend which I think is brilliant and then I know we got to go and Julie said confirmed everything we just said yeah um a gal, a Sharice, who's a reader over at the Boston Tea Room here in Ferndale, Michigan, she said, if you want to remember your dreams, before you go to sleep, tell yourself that when you do a certain thing in the morning, like drink your first cup of coffee or go get the paper from the porch, um, you're going to start remembering your dreams. So you pre-program that in uh-huh. and have your pen and paper there and then go, you know, when when that happens, just make sure you'll start remembering it. And it might take a couple of times. You got to be you can't do it once. You got to do this regularly and then you'll you'll get to the point where like you have your first cup of coffee and you go, "Oh, that's what it is." And then you can write it down. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's 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 amazing. Um I have pen uh, and paper next to my bed all the time. And there's a little thing in my head that goes, "You'll remember it. Just go back to sleep." <laughs> Jackie, you want to hear crazy? I'll huh. give you crazy. Huh. I studied dreams for so long and have been working with them so long. Now, during a dream, I can interpret them. <laughs> during the middle of the dream, I'm interpreting the dream and then thinking to myself, are you out of your mind? I Just enjoy the dream. <laughs> I was having a similar dream like that the other night, and I woke up and I looked at Phoenix and go, hey, I just want to thank you for being really nice to me in my dream. And he goes, I don't know who you were dreaming about, but it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, we know it. It depends on what day of the week that it is, actually. <laughs> or the time of the month. Then it is uh, nights in regards to Tony. We have got to go. Jackie and I will be back next week, uh, next Tuesday at 4 p.m., and we'll be talking about more spirit communication. And we're going to get into some stuff with the Sephiroth of Hode and Nitsak, which are the psychic channels um, of the Tree of Life. And Jackie, you're going to work on that. I'm going to get her to talk about some Akashic record stuff, which is going to be pretty fun. May even get Jackie to do a little meditation with us. You never know. Ooh, that'd be fun. You never, ever know. Um, and make sure that you cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com and uh, check out all of the candles um, that we have that are available today. They're magnificent. They're wonderful. 
Um, and also cruise on over to keepitmagic.com, um, which is the official website of the show. And Jackie will be putting up some um, articles on there either today, later today or tomorrow. And in the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do? They need to keep it magic, honey. Keep it magic. Keep it magic. Speak life for everybody. We'll see you next week. Feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. So it's crazy, amazing. We can turn our hearts through the words we say. Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak life. Raise your thoughts a little higher. 